You are listening to episode 20 of the Ball Blab podcast. Me and Nate grade every relevant Red Sox pitcher of the 2022 season. And hello and welcome back to Ball Blab. Um, we are beginning part two of our grading Red Sox series. Um, now we are taking a look at pictures. So let's hop right into it. Hooray. Um, we'll start with, you know, starters and then work our way down. So Nathan Yavaldi. C. I think a solid C. I was very disappointed in him and his, you know, step up last year. And his step down this year. And, you know, his step down this year was I, awful. He gave up way too many home runs, to say the least. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just like he showed flashes of being good this year, got off to a rough start, then kind of bounced back a bit and started pitching better, but then he just got hurt and that kind of just derailed his whole season. But I didn't think he was awful or even that bad. But, yeah, so I want to give him a D, but I think C is a perfect place to put him, especially since, like, you know, all of a sudden he was just throwing gopher balls. I mean, which is just <laughs> ridiculous, considering that he was so good at not giving up home runs last year, but he was giving up home run after home run this year, which was pretty concerning. So, yeah, C. Absolutely. I, I, I mean, he also got hurt, too. But, you know, he limited the walks, but as a result, led to more home runs yep bing bam boom mm. so yeah um nathan avaldi i think we're giving him a c and nick pavetta uh, nick pavetta oh I... hold on well, I, I, let me get last year's grade but yep go talk about nick pavetta yeah um yeah uh, before, as he gets up the grade i think right now i'm just gonna give nick pavetta a d i really think he that that is the grade i'm giving him all right so what was avaldi's grade last year we gave him an a because he was like the most consistent starter, one you could rely upon. You know, his ERA inflated a little bit by a few games he had early on in the season. But overall, um, yeah, he had an A. He, got, yeah, he had a lot of quality starts last year. It yeah, wasn't it, the case this year. Mm-hmm. His reliability just really went down this year thanks to his injury and just, you know, his inconsistencies and coming back yeah okay talk so, about Pavetta maybe Pavetta um D I, I really think he deserves a D because he was good for two months and was awful pretty much the entire time he finished with an ERA of four and a half and 31 starts which just objectively is pretty bad I feel like it's unacceptable I mean good June or uh, his great his, May good great May great June sucked mountain. the rest Kind of like the entire team, isn't it? I mean, Mountain, he sucked in April, and then he starts to go up in May, late May especially. And then June up, he kind of reaches peak, goes down, 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 and late June. Literally or, the entire team. Like the entire team. Last year, we gave him a B, and we basically addressed his talent and him to be a solid number three or number four guy. Then next year, but I mean this year, um, you know, let's see. Yeah, he came out of nowhere last year. I mean, me and you. Yeah, thought, but like but... even then, he had rough patches, and his numbers didn't end up all that great either. I mean, he's kind of it's kind his year this year is kind of like Alex Verdugo's year, but worse. It's like In a way, worse. Away, but not really. But we'll see. Whatever. Michael Waka, A A A. Yeah, A-A. I mean, like. I mean, this. Uh, I mean, over uh, the off season was not a good one for Heim Bloom, but I will say he was a very good acquisition. Yeah, only seven million dollars. Awesome, 
awesome. Yeah, I mean, like delivered at the plate, reliable at the delivered or, at the sorry, plate. Sorry, delivered on the mound. Why did I say <laughs> at the plate? Delivered on the mound, and you know, reliable starter. Yeah, the only like, reliable starter. The, the only problem was that he just got hurt. I mean, like if he pitched more, it would have been even better. Because when he pitched, he was great. And and you know the Red Sox would win ball games like you know it's towards the end of the season when I really wasn't feeling like watching them I was like eh I don't feel like watching that g- this game but when my dad told me that Michael Walker was pitching I'd actually think about tuning in. Absolutely. Why well, I want him back next season? Maybe we can get him for a little bit not cheaper than now. He's gonna ask for more money, but I think you know Bloom can work out his negotiations. We can get him back. That'd be great. Okay, next uh, player. Now, Rich Hill. Um, interesting similar, here. Interesting, similar to Waka, but I think he deserves a B. Yeah. It's just like it, definitely a step, just a step back from Waka. Didn't have as good of a year, but like you know, definitely showed some good flashes, and you know, showing he's kind of the the Jamie Moyer of of he's like the Jamie Moyer of twenty twenty two. Like you know. He's seemingly old as dirt, but he's still hanging in there by, you know, getting into hitters' heads pretty much. Yeah, and the other thing is, you know, vet. he's a veteran. He's like 42 years old. Maybe he's gonna he have... could be a leadership presence. Just, just, just saying, just saying. <laughs> Whatever. Um, He's one guy where here and there gives you five innings consistently. Sometimes even six or, even even, six, or seven. And that's Good for a number five starter. Yeah, I got yeah. That's especially since that's we were where we were thinking about putting him, and yeah, I I think I think B yeah I think B is where he belongs because there because like you know he's also old so this so his whole method of pitching isn't always gonna work it just it just won't so yeah I think B is where he belongs. Yep, right, we're gonna talk about Cutter Crawford. I think C is a fair grade. Yeah, you know he's kind of. He, weird like he started bad but then get, get went into the he started in the pen and was bad then went into the rotation and was good for a while and then he got real bad again so i think um i wouldn't say I think terrible he but, got pretty bad at bad. times like i feel like he, i remember him getting shelled in that baltimore in that game against the orioles where we lost 15 to 10 because you know this team's pitching was so freaking unreliable yeah, but he got placed on the IL right after that. I think. Okay, but I think C. Phantom IL. I think C, I that could have been a Phantom IL stint. Anyway, if you don't know what the Phantom IL is, it's basically um, like you know when a guy is was good for a while, but then just gets really bad and then just gets placed on the IL after that. Like you know, maybe it's technically because of an injury, but also because you know he stunk too. That's what the Phantom IL is. Anyway, I think C is where he belongs. So I just think it all evens out. Yeah. Okay. Next guy. Next Wusta guy. Josh Winkowski. I didn't really like what I saw out of him this year. Yeah. I mean, kind of lightning in a bottle. He showed flashes for two seconds, and I feel like he could be good in the future if he, you know, works some stuff out in Worcester. But like, you know, out of what we saw from him with the major league club, D. D is very fair. He just he has good. You know, he produces a lot of ground balls. One thing I will say. He does not have a good put-away pitch. That's the problem. That is that a is big problem. That's probably the problem and what he needs to work on. Absolutely. If that's one, there's one thing he needs to work on, that is the absolute number one thing. No, none disputed. So, yeah. Now, Garrett Whitlock. B. He's also an interesting player. I give him a B. Putting him in the Just starting rotation. Just a step back. 
step back in pretty much every way. Um, and yeah, yeah, I think he, I just, I think he took a step back as a pitcher and like, you know, just see guys started hitting him, which I also think could be good for him because, you know, he was untouchable when, before then. And I feel like for him to face some adversity, that's good. Like, especially at his age, so he knows, you know, how to adjust and how to improve on himself even more and, you know, come back when he might be down. Uh-huh, absolutely. And, you know, the other thing is, you know, when we put him in the starting rotation, awful. He wasn't awful. Or not awful. He wasn't He didn't really belong there. He didn't, he, he kind of showed that he didn't really belong there. Yeah, I don't know why I said awful. He's, he was a good relief pitcher up until... Until, like, late August. Like, until mid to late August. There was some part where he really started struggling. Yep, gave up way too many homers. Thinking one of the again, like series, this could be but... good for him. Uh, now, um, did we do we have a grade for do we have yeah. a grade for Whitlock last year? I don't even look. It was an A. Yeah, he was awesome last year. Um, yeah, I mean, like I think it's just like this year was kind of a reality check for him. That is, yeah, and, he, he, and he, you know he, that's he not human. He and you told human. me, and you told me that's not the worst thing for a pitcher of his caliber. You know, uh, especially a relief pitcher, experience year. You know reality check i'm not terribly upset like obviously he could have been better but this is not the worst thing let's also address that you know him and john Shriver, who were about who were about to get into were kind of one of probably the only reliable arms in the pen so jim and one other guy and, and maybe matt strom he was one of very few reliable arms in the pen so chances are he got overworked, and because he got overworked, like he started pitching worse. Mm-hmm. So anyway, let's move on to John Schreiber. Hey, hey, you know, came from the Atlanta series because a few arms were hurt. Stayed with the team, absolutely spectacular. You know, for the most part. I mean, like I feel like the only reason why he may have taken he struggled. At, I feel like he struggled. He definitely struggled. Which yes. you know, the only reason. That happened was because, one, it's a long season, you're going to struggle, and two, because, like we stated before, this team's roster is so poorly constructed, and he was one of our few reliable arms, so yeah, he was getting worked into oblivion, and he started pitching worse because of that. Yep, I mean, you know, here and there, he have a bad outing, but all pitchers have, you know, those bad outings, but overworked is probably the best way to characterize his bad you know, stretches, because like you said, there's no depth in the bullpen and no reliable, solid, reliable arms. And in a, and well, there in were a plenty situation at the deadline like that, we decided to not go for it. anyway. Mm, like, yeah. I, I'm being salty, sorry. Yeah, and I think the next consistent arm we're going to talk about, Matt Strom. Yeah, I B. mean, yeah, B. Yeah, it's just like he was consistent, but just like you know that that line drive to his hip was kind of what what just what kept him from being an A and just sort of kind of really hurt our really hurt his season and our season because you know he was one of our few reliable bullpen arms. Reliable lefty arms, you know. Um, like I always look at like what Rob Bradford says, you know, two left er, lefties we didn't have that many. When we got rid of Deekman, who we'll talk about later, you had Darwin's and Hernandez pitching meaningful innings. Okay, that show that show that goes to show your team is absolutely awful. Depth no depth. Yep, and you know, even from last year, who who 
or lefties last year, you know, Josh Taylor, we really missed. That's the other thing. Yeah, was he, like, hurt all year? He was hurt all year. His, like, back, had, he had trouble with velocity. He was good. When he was on, he was good last year. He was year. great last year. Yeah, anyway. um, Off topic. Yeah, so anyway, I think we've given our grade for Matt, Bar- for Matt Strom. Now let's move on to Matt Barnes. Yeah, um, he also had an interesting year. I uh, let's, I think I'm going to give him a C, because... Agreed. He was injured for a significant portion, but when he came back, I feel like he pitched well for the most part and showed his confidence. Mm-hmm. Bad first uh, half, you know. Got on the IL. I At the time, I thought it was the Phantom IL, but when he came back, he he, he looked like the Matt Barnes of, of the 2021 first half, first half. Confidence was there. Confident throwing that fastball. Implemented a lot of his curveball and a change up here or there i'm not opposed to giving barnes another chance next year yeah, i like, know i know we say that every year but what i've seen out of him at the end of this year what matt barnes are we gonna get yeah it's just like, true that aspect of matt barnes is really I, nice. I see here's what i'm gonna say i feel like this is the last year we get uh-huh, a chance. Yep. this this year he's on the 2023 hot is his last chance if he doesn't show us a full High quality season where he puts all of it together. That's the end of his time on the Red Sox. I'm just gonna say that right here. I could not agree with you more. I know we're agreeing a lot, but that you know, every year, seemingly it's like, oh, Matt Barnes, we'll give him another chance. We're gonna give him another chance. Oh, yep, he is truly on the hot seat this year or this upcoming year. And if he doesn't prove himself, bye bye. Yep. Um, now Ryan Brazier F and hope this doesn't come as a shock to anyone. Maybe Matt Barnes, but Ryan Brazier himself, but F absolutely terrible. I mean, guy should have been DFA'd much earlier. Did he still pitch towards the end of the season? He did. Because I felt like towards the end of the season, the team was just punting and they were just bringing up more and more guys I'd never heard of. So I thought they might've sent him back down, but like, I guess they stuck with him and like, Again, he was a guy who we were consistently banking on, but he just stunk every time. Like every, t- it seemed like every time he pitched, he was bad. F. Like he, he really deserved an F here. You know, he's a guy who I came into the season having some expectations, but if you pitch negative WAR and a five seventy eight ERA in how many games? Look at how many he pitched in plenty. He of- pitched in. Plenty of games. He pitched in, in sixty-eight games. Sixty-eight games. You deserve an F. And sixty-two and a third. I innings. mean, that's partially on the team for sticking with him for that long. But like, I mean, when you are pitching that bad for that big of a sample size, like, like, wow. You want to know his hits per nine? What are his hits per nine? Nine point eight. That's a hit in an inning. Uh, that's more than a hit burning. <laughs> yeah. That's just awful. Should have DFA'd him long, long time ago with Harakazu Sawamura, our next player. D. D. Uh, I'm giving him a C because he was, like, insanely good on the road but awful at home, so I think it evens out. Yeah. And I don't know why we DFA'd him because we just became short on even more arms and, you know, had Yuri's Familia pitch a couple games, which he's not on this list because he's too irrelevant. But, like, just, like, I think you can get – I think you guys are able to to see the, the message I'm sending that I hate Heimblum. Anyway, um, 
like, yeah, Howard Kaiser Stormore, I think he deserves a C because he was, like, insanely good on the road. Uh-huh. Um, I like to put him as a D, but uh, he just regressed from last year, you know? And he wasn't even that good last he year to begin walked, with. The amount of walks he gave up this year, just way too many. It was seemingly worse than last year. I'm, part of me is glad he's gone, but, you know... You know, I always say top 10 most feared things in the world. Number 10, Hirokazu Saramura pitching on the road. But other than that, D for me. Yeah. Uh, Now we move on to Tanner Houck. I think another example of a lost season but showed some potential. So I'm just going to give him a C. C. You know, pretty average. One start all year. But went, went, to, a, went to the bullpen. Which that I was... actually think he pitched well. I think he... Pitched well for a good portion of yeah. the closer, but then, like, you know, I, he got her and yeah. then got her for the rest yep, of the Nate. season. Yep. And, but, yeah, I think C. But, Nate, what, what's the theme we've been talking about all, all episode? It's just, like— Bullpen depth sucks. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, yeah. Like, yeah, it's been terrible, and, Yeah. He anyway. was play, he was placed in the bullpen because of necessity. Yeah, See? bullpen. I mean, and they were. I feel like they were lucky that it actually worked out. Yep, and I'm just gonna warn you: none of the next grades are above a C. Yep, I mean, like uh-huh. truly. I mean, we're truly getting to the bottom uh-huh. of the barrel yep. here. Austin Davis. F. I mean, I did we DFA him at all? Yep. We when did we DFA him? Uh, like mid August. Like again, like an example of like sticking with guys for way too long i feel like austin davis was reliable for like two seconds and he nah, sucked three aside. seconds three seconds i'm sorry three seconds and he mm-hmm. and sucked aside from that yeah f uh yeah no and then hansel robles pretty much the same f. thing f like he had a good first month awful aside from that got dfa'd and for good reason, F. He he stunk. Yeah. I think he had six blown saves, like the two out meltdowns. Uh death taxes and Hansel Robles walking the leadoff man. Or walking guy with two outs Thanks, in the base empty. Thanks DVP. Um now Jake Diekman flipped for Reese McGuire. D. Yeah, he stunk. He it was just bad. I mean, like I mean, uh, the the worst part about it is I'm kind of annoyed we traded him because we ran out of bullpen arms, but he was also bad too. Just he was he was not good. Walked too many guys. Just just bad. Not good. D. Well, yeah, I actually agree with that. Tyler Danish, not really. A he was lot. a lot. He was one of few guys we could trust in the bullpen for a little, but then he got hurt and like you know he was bad after that. I feel like that makes rounds out to a below average pitcher. So D. D. He was shined at times, but I will say, at some instances, he made games that had no business being close, close. Good examples, the Cardinals series, where we were up by a lot, came in the game for no reason. And and I'm pretty sure he gave up all his runs with two outs, too. That's just... Theme theme of the season. Count three. We we couldn't do that. And the last player on this list, Brian Bayo. Uh, okay, C, but I feel like more because it evens out. Because like when he started, when he first came up, granted he had no business being up there because this team is so poorly mm-hmm. constructed. And like I know I'm sounding like a broken record here, but like you know because we had a ton of injuries, no no real depth, and had to pick him, call him up out of necessity. And he showed that he wasn't ready for the majors, and he did not pitch well at all. But I feel like he got called 
I think after he got sent down, he got called back up, and he pitched well and showed improvement in pretty much every start from there on. So I'd give him a C, and I feel yeah. like he has potential for next season. And, and he showed his improvement, and, you know, he might be a solid 4-5 starter. Maybe even a 3. We'll if, if he can really, you know, ascend, make, like, really ascend yeah. uh, next season. Yeah. And let's finish off this episode giving a grade to the whole team itself. I'm I'm on the I'm in between a D and F. Yes, that's what I'm. I mean, like last place, losing record, worse than work, the Baltimore Orioles. Worse than the Baltimore Orioles, who yes, like you know, showed improvement, but last place, losing record for a team that had expectations of making the playoffs and building off of last year. I'm gonna give I'm an gonna F. Have to give them an F. F. And here's why. Here, I'll give you my reason. With a payroll that's the sixth highest in the MLB. A division that's only getting better. The Yankees only the Yankees were surprised, to say the very least. The Blue Jays are the Blue Jays. The Rays are the Rays. And the Baltimore Orioles came out of nowhere to get good. And like and, and look, also our play against and our play against that division being oh absolute doggy doo-doo. So I just start just trying to stay PG here. <laughs> like um F. F, yep. F F. And adding on to what I was saying, in a division, you know, I mentioned the Rays. The Orioles are not, they're only going to get better, as Rob Bradford said. They're only getting better. You're looking at this Red Sox team in 2023 being in last place. That's what they're projected to be, and I can almost guarantee you. Are they going to be better than the Baltimore Orioles, Nate? I, it's hard it's for me hard, to see. It's hard to say. So, yeah, I think I think with all that combined, they deserve an F. F. Ugh. Oh, just awful. Yeah, um... Rough season, rough one to get through. Um, I think that's a wrap. Uh, go Sox, please. <laughs> yep. All right, go Sox. Sports betting is a tough nut to crack. Breakthrough with sportsbookcheatsheet.com. Sportsbook Cheat Sheet's statisticians give you the edge in football, baseball, golf, and basketball betting. They don't tell you what to do with your money. They do the research, crunch the numbers, and make predictions so you can make the best picks. All for less than 20 bucks a month. Register online now or sign up for a free trial at sportsbookcheatsheet.com. That's sportsbookcheatsheet.com. Sportsbook Cheat Sheet. Analytics for an edge.